It's episode 157 of Leading Ladies of Corpus Christi, and I'm sitting in the beautiful home of Rebecca Farias. She's the owner of Paint and Picnic, and she's also a baker at Becky Bakes. Thank you so much for having me over. Are you kidding? Thank you for having me. I am literally incredibly grateful that you asked me to be on this podcast. Yes, and I'm incredibly grateful for the homemade cookies, y'all. She made me homemade (laughs) cookies, because don't forget, she's a baker and hot chocolate, so I am living it up right now. Yeah, I mean, I had to make up for that tequila shot somehow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you definitely did, and then some. How was your day-to-day? Amazing. Um, I woke up early this morning, and I went to Del Mar. I have a couple classes down there, and then... I came here and I baked some cookies and here we are. <laughs> so you are going to Del Mar for what? Um, so I'm getting a Chicano degree, which is a dual degree in Mexican-American studies and Spanish language. I'm hoping to be a paralegal. I want to transfer on to Texas A&M University. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping to work with immigrants. I'd really, really like to get into that. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Very, very important work. Anybody who wants to devote their life to that, I am in awe of. Ah! Yes, that's so important. Oh my gosh. Uh, It is. So how long have you been in Corpus? Because you're not from Corpus. So I moved to Corpus about mid-2017, around September. Okay. And I first visited Corpus. I'd never even heard of it, right? We came down to San Antonio, me and my mom, and we were were sitting and we were talking. We're like, we've got to go to the beach. We've got to go to Corpus Christi. We've got to see it. I came down during Fourth of July weekend. Which was hectic, right? Yeah. Oh, especially Port Aransas, (laughs) right? And I moved in in September. I was already down here. I mean, it's too amazing of a place not to come. That means so much uh, being a local and hearing somebody who just visited and realized, you know, that this is a place that I want to spend more time. And you came right after Hurricane Harvey. Like, did that deter you at all? Well, my family thought I was nuts. <laughs> they go, you're still moving down there to the south? Ugh, what? And, and it was so funny, right? Because they were like, a hurricane just hit there. And we said, honey, we're hurricanes too. We're coming. <laughs> I, it does not matter. The sunny, palmy beaches are calling my name. And it was funny, right? Because we purchased this house and we were in this weird limbo we had paid for it but because of harvey there was no electric there was no water there was no furniture to buy nothing was open you guys were in an emergency state down here and even our church had stopped doing meetings and had started doing relief programs to try to help people in houston Mm -hmm. because that was even worse and then rockport so when we moved in we were like I mean, we moved down here with nothing because we didn't want to hawk it all the way from Oregon. So we sold off the majority of our furniture. We moved here with like a van full of stuff. Wow. And nothing to buy because almost everything's destroyed. People's houses are leveled. And we drove through Port Aransas and Mm -hmm. boats were in the road. And we've... But it was amazing, though, because we saw your community pull together like no other. I yep. swear, Texans hey, help you're a Texans. community now, too. <laughs> I like to think so. Yes. Uh, but you're so right. That really was a, um, wow, that was incredible, you know, Texans pulling together. I mean, even there uh, other states, too. But, I mean, within Texas itself was pretty incredible. Thank you for still choosing to come down. Because <laughs> I think hurricanes and, like, natural disasters can be kind of a deterrent. Because you don't deal with that in Oregon, I mean, right? pick your poison. We had tornadoes. We had mm-hmm. really bad blizzards we had you know small earthquakes sometimes yeah right and in california you get more earthquakes and Mm -hmm. you know it just depends on where you live i mean true weather is everywhere right like you can't control it it is what it is so that didn't that did not stir us away but we definitely got to see how people pull together down here and that was beautiful because people in oregon i love people in oregon (laughs) don't get me wrong but i had never seen something like that even in my hometown where Mm -hmm. we have flooding and all sorts of issues it's kind of fend for yourself honey figure it out yeah wow that is so interesting uh i have heard oregon's really beautiful though Absolutely beautiful. Multnomah Falls. We spent a lot of time hiking as a kid. Well, in water sports, right? Because Mm. we lived on the Columbia River Gorge. So that's like wind country. And so you had like a lot of wind sailing, wind surfing. Um, I did a lot of paddle boarding, canoing, kayaking. Oh, I love that. You name it, you did it. Water sports. Yeah. Oh, 
and swimming, right? I was a lifeguard. So I just loved anything that pertained to the water. My mom used to call me a fish when I was really little, which I always thought was cute. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do think that's cute. And we still use it even now. Anybody that right? has that's an affinity for fish. water, <laughs> definitely. Uh, so do you make it a point to go out to the beach being down here? Oh, absolutely. It's a little hard because my husband's local and he hates the beach because he hates the sand. He's like, I've been here a million <laughs> times. And I'm like, I moved here for this mm -hmm. you will go with mm -hmm. <laughs> it's interesting to me how many people aren't crazy about the sand and i kind of get it like i have no desire to eat a meal on the beach but i will be out there hanging out all day eating snacks but not a meal i would say if you have the right spot you can eat a meal because we do a lot of picnics on the yes. beach and as long as you put down a tarp and you know a nice blanket or something you get your food in a box a box that's important you won't have that much agree. of an issue with sand. I, I definitely agree with that. And I think maybe we didn't prep. I would agree with that. <laughs> we did not put the thought in, into uh, those Shoot. details. I know I've had uh, sandy hot dogs one too many times myself. <laughs> exactly. That, that telltale crunch. What? <laughs> so clearly you have an entrepreneurial spirit. I mean, you have two businesses going on while here. You're also going to school. Um, you told me of additional blogs that you, you're starting. So yes. have you always been that way like Absolutely. from a young age um so it's funny that you say that because i was in 4-h and ffa for nine years mm -hmm. and i actually owned my own rabbit breeding business when i was nine i bred holland lops mini rexes and checkered giants and I made a lot of money doing it because I'd go to ARBA competitions, which anyone who doesn't know is the American Rabbit Breeders Association. <laughs> Thank you. I have no idea. So break yeah, it all down. That's fair enough. <laughs> I don't think most people have heard of it. And when I got into it, they really didn't have that many breeders. But I was a registered breeder. I did the pedigrees. I did the showmanship. We took them there. I, got, I have one too many ribbons from fair from it. But yeah, I absolutely loved it. I got my one plaque and then... I decided I was done and mm -hmm. I wanted to move on to other How things. How old were you at this point? I was like 15 or 16 by the so time you were I like finally let it go. all about rabbits. Well, you also have to realize that I did a lot of other things in 4-H too. We mm -hmm. did llamas, I had goats, I had sheep, I had pigs. Um, I did chickens. I never did a turkey. I always wanted to, though. I'm surprised um, you didn't do a turkey of all the things that you did. Well, we raised like them mammals. to eat personally. <laughs> but I never did because when you do turkey, normally you do it for market. Okay. And the thing about market, and anyone who is in 4-H will tell you, it's all about weights. And it's really important. You can only buy them from a certain age, raise them to a certain age. They can't be, like, especially, like, with pigs, right? Like, you have to buy them in the spring. I don't know how it is here. But mm -hmm. in there, you have to buy them in the spring. You have to make sure that you're feeding them accurately so that they make weight. If they're under, can't sell. If they're over, can't sell. Really? Yeah. Like it's no a idea. whole system. Well, and um, 4-H is an amazing program. They made us write down all of our business supplies, how much it costs us, whether or not like we were coming out even if we wanted to go into agriculture. Mm -hmm. So it was incredibly important and sustainable. And it was an amazing program. It taught me a lot about like. I would say being able to talk and speak in front of people. You had to memorize questions. You know, what's the gestation of a rapid? Yeah. Stuff like that. What is it? Uh, 38 to 22 <laughs> days. <laughs> or 28 to 32 days. <laughs> Off the top of your head. Oh, yeah. What's That's mastitis? Amazing. Dude. Uh, well, I... I won championships several times. I won junior champion and novice champion, both at Milton Freewater, which was our main junior show, and at Umatilla County Fair. Um, my apple blossom cookies also went to state. <laughs> really? Congratulations. Yes. Cool they didn't that? win state, but they did get selected for state. And I, I put them in open class, which anyone who does fair will know. Like That's for anyone who's not in 4-H and FFA, but still wants to enter things into the fair. So I was Sounds in like the regular strategy here. Oh yeah, well, and I was in the regular category, so I had a lot of people who were like, "They picked this little ten-year-old girl over me," type of thing, and I was just like, "You guys will get it next time," because yeah. a lot of people <laughs> who are in an open class tend to be older. Mm -hmm. So that is so cool, though. I mean, so like you said, starting off young, it's almost like business just kind of came naturally to you well my parents also owned a business they were uh dentists for almost 40 years really yes Both and uh, my dad was the regular dentist and my mom was the office manager and did all the insurance. Okay, so okay. they both worked together. Yes. And uh, I started working at the office at about 12. They started me in reception. I answered the phone. Hello, this is Dr. Carr's office. How may I help you? And then I'd either refer them back to my mom or I'd place an appointment. Mm -hmm. uh, once I got older and I had my CNA degree or slash license, uh, they put me on encounters, which is basically like you take their blood pressure, you sit them down, you ask them, you know, all the, all the crazy questions. Do you smoke? Whatever. Yeah. And then... Um, 
they also had me doing like some sterilization stuff and like setting up the trays, but I did not want to go into dentistry. <laughs> Why? Oh, honey. <laughs> well, for one, you don't pick the mouths you work with. True. Um, you know, not That's everyone you comes get in. very intimate well, with people. Not just that. Like, a lot of people come in for emergencies from improper care, and when a tooth's gone, it's gone. Mm -hmm. And they just want you to be able to fix it. And it's like, honey, you can't fix it. Yeah. <laughs> so, C a CNA certification. So, yes. what, what does CNA stand for, and uh, what made you decide to go for that? Certified nursing assistant. The phlebotomy program was closed. And so, I said to myself, I can't be off the whole summer. I just graduated high school. Mm -hmm. Like, I gotta have a plan here, right? And so, the CNA program at Walla Walla Community College was open. And I was like... I mean, I could drive to Walla Walla. I have a car, <laughs> right? It was like 45 minutes from my hometown. And it was like 100 and something clinical hours. And it was over the summer. It was a, it was a eight-week program instead of a 12-week program. Same amount of curriculum, just shorter. Nice. So it was really like fast. Yeah, expedited. And then um, once you graduate from there, you have to go back and you have to get tested at the state level for your license. Okay. Yeah, man. I, so I'm like immediately. Well, I was 18. <laughs> but right. But so I'm like, okay, so you're killing it in, you know, with your rabbits and like all going to fairs and all that kind of stuff. Then you graduate and then you immediately go in to get your certification. Sure. And I mean, high school is a whole nother can of worms because I did Columbia Basin Student Homes, which is where you build a, a house from the ground up with the help of contractors. Um, I did a Spanish language club. I started a Chinese cultural language club. Um, I was really a huge advocate for like other students that were there. I mean, I did a lot in high school. People definitely knew who I yeah. was in high school. I don't know if I, you could say I was popular, right? Because I definitely had my haters, but people at least <laughs> knew who I was. Absolutely. Uh, I think popularity comes with its fair share of haters, especially if you're doing what you want to do, which it sounds like you were. Yeah, Because you said you came from a small hometown, 20,000? 20,000. But that's roughly because mm -hmm. I lived the majority of my life and went to school the majority of my life in Umatilla, Oregon, which you can Google it. It's a small town, about 5,000. Okay. And then towards the end of high school, they put me in Hermiston, which is an adjacent town of 20,000. They were doing that because I was having a lot of bullying issues. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I was a freshman and I was just really struggling. My mom said, okay, we're going to pull you out of this school. We're going to put you in this school. And I did a complete 360. Excellent. I, oh, man. That's when I, I really learned. And I think something I need to mention is that I have dyslexia. And so for me, reading was really hard. And I actually had an IEP for it even in school. What's an IEP? An IEP is a program that's put into place by the school district because you have a learning disability. Okay. Um, and so I had a third grade reading comprehension level when I hit high school. Mm -hmm. And so that also made it really hard. Absolutely. And then I spent a little bit of time in Gig Harbor, Washington with my cousin at the end of my eighth grade year. And I was just really having a time of it because I was getting bullied really harshly for my weight and for the way I looked. And it was just not a good experience. Of course. <laughs> so my parents did what they could. Thank God for them, right? Yes. And they put me in another school and I thrived there. So it was all good. But I did definitely learn from all of those experiences too. Absolutely. But I also think it's really great that, you know, the adjustment was made and then you took off. Like, I love that. that I mean, nothing swayed you. Like, you are a very confident individual. Like, you know what you're capable of. Well, I would say that anyone who has confidence will tell you that it's a little fake. <laughs> fake until you and, make it. And that's just because I feel like everyone has their insecurities in life. For and sure. it's a matter of accepting that, yes, you have weaknesses, but I have strengths too. So I'm yes. going to work on those weaknesses and make them strengths. And then we're going to be all sail safe sailing, right? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, and that's just being self-aware too. Yeah, you know what I mean? For uh, sure. But I can tell you right now, you've done more in, you know, your, uh, I don't know, you're less than 30 years on this earth than a lot of people have done in over 30. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like... It's pretty incredible. I should probably give myself some credit. It's funny because we were doing a speech today in my speech class. And at the end, I said, and that's my vanilla life. My teacher, I'm pretty sure he's going to knock me down a couple grades <laughs> because he was so mad at that. He goes, you are Neapolitan ice cream, man. Yes. Like you had such a cool life. Like mm -hmm. the way you just and it was just a short little introduction speech. And I'm like, maybe I am because to me, it feels boring. I'm just living it. Mm -hmm. I'm just doing me. Yeah. So I don't think much of it on the day to day. 
I find that so interesting because you are doing really, really cool things. I mean, you moved here in tw- at the end of 2017 and you already have two businesses going on. I mean, when you moved here, did you know, like, I think I want to start a business um, that had that crossed your mind? Well, or when how I did moved here, I really, really wanted to do something in culinary arts. Mm-hmm. But culinary arts is kind of hard because there's only so many jobs for it. And yeah. the training's pretty expensive. It's a two-year degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... I actually started Becky Bakes way earlier than that. I started Becky Bakes roughly six months after I came here, Mm -hmm. but I didn't really have anywhere to sell my stuff because I was out of a cottage bakery and at the time, I didn't know of any vendor events. Every time I went to a vendor event, there was like nobody there and I lost money and it Mm -hmm. was just a struggle. And I got to the point where I was like, well, let's just put this on the shelf for a second and see how it goes and then in about November of this year, we found a vendor market that was really good and right down the street from us. Yes. And now we've been taken off ever since. <laughs> what is it? It's the 624 Vendors Market in Cal Allen. Yes. Yeah. They just started like two vendor markets before that. So what? November, October, mm, September. Yeah. They will have started in September. And I probably shouldn't have. But like when I saw the vendor market, I was like, these are vendors there's going to be a lady's phone number somewhere. And so I just went looking and they had like the pre-set up thing and the phone number. And I, I had my mom call her because I was semi embarrassed. I had like stolen the number and she goes, how'd you get this number? I didn't give it out. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm that person. Right. And my mom told her all about my bake stuff and that it was good. And she's like, okay, well I'll take your word for it. You can come. And then after we came, we've just been there ever since. I mean, we sold, we completely sold out of everything that first market that we brought. And then I was like, dang, like this is people like my food. So let's keep doing it. So Becky bakes came first before paint and picnic. Technically. Yes. Okay, and so your menu is quite impressive. Thank you. And tell me the thought process about how you plan a menu. Well, to be honest, I cook the things that I like the most, and my mom has developed these recipes over the last 30 years. So they're all home recipes, the majority Mm -hmm. of them. And a lot of them come from true health ailments within my family. Like the sugar-free stuff comes because my dad has diabetes, so he needs to make sure that his blood sugar isn't going up and down every time he eats a sweet. Yep. And um, I have a cousin who's allergic to gluten, so we started making a ton of gluten-free stuff. And um, the vegan comes from Lily. She's actually a vegan. Um, Lily is my friend. (laughs) Sorry, I just realized we were talking a little bit before this, and I don't think we've brought her up yet. But Yeah. yeah, so they all came from people in our lives who, like, you don't want to live your life without cookies, cakes, like everything else, just because you have those health ailments. So we just found a way to make it work over time. Yeah, and clearly it's resonating with people because they're going crazy for your stuff at the vendor's market. Well, it's funny because I'm actually known for carrot cake. Okay. I'm known as the carrot cake lady. And I hate it because I brought it the first day as an afterthought. Like, I'll just bring carrot cake because I don't really like carrot cake. Mm -hmm. It (laughs) sold out. And I had people ordering multiple for Thanksgiving. Wow. They loved the carrot cake. So I didn't even think about that. Okay. So is it, are you taking orders? Can people? Yeah, place an order yeah with absolutely for within 48 hours when we deliver anywhere in corpus for free oh my gosh y'all are awesome okay <gasps> guys uh so follow at becky bakes on instagram do you have a facebook yes okay it's also it's becky bakes two on facebook because they won't allow an underscore oh okay lame i know this <laughs> the internet uh so from there people can make like a custom order like how does it work is it like a set menu i mean i'm right now i'm working on trying to get a website together that way Mm -hmm. it's more like you just select what's on the website and that makes it a lot easier for people but you'd be surprised how much work goes into a website oh yeah (laughs) how much work goes into baking oh it's so much i love it i don't even feel like it's a job it's like when you're truly doing your passion it does not feel like work i can truly say that i'm in there and like my parents and my husband will come in they'll be like aren't you tired don't you want to go to bed it'll be like two in the morning it'll literally be two in the morning aren't you gonna come to bed aren't you tired i'm like no I'm just sitting here watching my cooking shows, yep. baking, yep. listening to Frank Sinatra in the background. Yep. What can I do? That sounds like a chill vibe right there. Very 1940s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But uh, not definitely not on your level at all. But I've been having the desire to bake more lately. Um, so I will. And I really do enjoy it. I 
I, I have a science background, and so baking is very scientific it is. to me. It absolutely and so, is. Yeah, and I love, you know what I mean, just kind yeah, of like Yeah, because you cork fiddling. the recipe, like, especially when it comes to yeast and bread, like mm-hmm. it truly is Oh, no, is I, haven't even, I haven't even gone there yet. <laughs> If you're really struggling, just double your yeast and it won't fail. Okay, <laughs> thank, thank, that is, that's a good tip. It is a good tip. But I can see, because I'm sure, you know, it's possible that some people are like, how could baking that much be relaxing or even enjoyable? But I get it, you know, but I'm not baking on your level, like I said. Like I'm not satisfying. baking as much as you. And I think it also derives from the fact that I would be the third generation baker because that's what my mom's mom did for a job. And that's when my great grandmother actually owned a boarding house in Bend, Oregon and sold cinnamon rolls. Wow. Yeah, to miners way back in like 18. My parents, okay, this is really weird. My mom was 40 when she had me. So she was born in 1947. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is pretty darn cool. Yeah, isn't it? Yes. Well, uh, and then my grandparents were born in the 20s and their parents were born in the 1800s. So I feel like I am 50 stuck in a 20 year old's body because my grandparents even lived with us the majority of the time I was growing up. Wow. Well, earlier you were mentioning you're like the majority of people I hang out with are like in their 60s. 60s. (laughs) Yes, that's not a lie. It's because I totally gravitate towards the same musics, a lot of the same era. I like talking about history. I like talking about about um, you know politics all sorts of things and so I feel like that resonates with the older audience because a lot of the people especially even my own friends like they're getting turnt on a yes. bus <laughs> on a Friday not bingo you know what I mean <laughs> uh, but still I mean that makes you such a unique and very focused individual well, thank you. Uh, so was this thanks or holiday season particularly busy for Becky Bakes <sighs> I didn't expect the response that I got. Um, On Thanksgiving, we had 15 orders. We did... Wow. Yeah, we did holiday pies. We did um, carrot cake. We do cinnamon roll orders, especially the vegan cinnamon rolls, Mm -hmm. because I feel like a lot of people struggle to make vegan cinnamon rolls. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just like... It, it got a lot more positive response than what I thought it would get again, especially saying the previous times I had tried, I got like no good response. Like I didn't sell anything at all. Yeah. So do you get nervous whenever people are trying your baked goods? No. I, I, I do. Like anytime people want to try, not again, I am not a professional by any means, but like if I ever let somebody try something I make, I'm like super on edge about it. I feel like it's because... I know that if they don't like it, they have a different taste and a different palate and that they just need a different baker. Because yeah. when it comes to baked stuff, it's subjective. It's not like there For is sure. a wrong or a right way of cooking. It's For just sure. whatever your preference is. Yep. And I love myself. I'm not going to sell something I do not love mm-hmm. and I wouldn't eat myself. Mm-hmm. I'm never sad when stuff goes home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'm never worried about it. Uh, well, I think that's a really good perspective to have because I can take it too personally. But you're right. It, it's subjective and it's dependent on everybody's tastes. Yeah, for sure. And so how often is the vendor's market? It's and, twice a month. Okay. And so how can people find out the date so they can come and buy some of your treats in person? Well, if you follow Becky Bakes, I have a little highlight on there that says market dates. Mm-hmm. And you can also follow the... 624 vendor page and they post on there too because sometimes like if the weather's bad they'll push over until a Sunday and Mm -hmm. stuff like that Mm -hmm. but they've got a lot of really cool vendors there like I've seen people there who sell jam people there who sell crochet stuff people who sell sewing stuff like you've got a really good selection of like quality artisanship going on where's the location it says it's on FM 624 but are there any landmarks or anything it's right next to Sonic and it's across the street from Cal Allen High School. Okay, that's perfect. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking someone about. Someone told me that the lot we're in used to be a car dealership at some point, you but I'm not. Tell. I'm not local enough to yeah. really know that. <laughs> but you can tell just based on the setup. I, yeah. Now after you said that, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. And now it's a yoga studio, and the lady who owns it actually does do yoga, which is super cool. Yeah, that is cool. Uh, so were you nervous at all being at a pop up where you're going to have to be interacting with people in person? Not at all. No, you, you but do seem just to be like naturally just because I love people. I'm that weird person that actually likes talking to people. Like my social anxiety is at a zero point two. That's so cool. So when I talk to people, like I'm just like, who are you? Like, what's your story? What do you have to give? Because I can remember one time we were on our a train back from Canada, and we got to meet a neuroscientist who was going to yeah, she was going to a conference in Portland, Oregon, and taking the train. Wow. Yeah, and she was 
was from Poland. I got to talk with her for two hours, and that was amazing. So you never know what's going to come out of somebody's mouth or who yes. they are. Yes, I definitely agree. But me working up the nerve to talk to people any longer than, <laughs> hi, how are you? Oh, uh, maybe you don't want to talk to me. And then I'll just stop, <laughs> stop talking. Uh, what a really great quality. Because I feel like so many people think that they need to keep to themselves nowadays, you know, or be glued to their phone or uh, some sort of technology. And so your willingness to open up to people around you is really great. I would call it a gift. I don't know if it's something that comes from my natural personality mm -hmm. or if it's just because I had such amazing parents growing up. But I definitely have never been afraid to talk to people, sometimes to my own detriment. <laughs> but no, I mean, because to me, people will remember that. Like, oh, you know, she asked me about me. Um, she cared what I had to say. Oh, man, you know, that's it was the a funnest part about my customers. I'm sure they probably get annoyed with me because I'm like, where are you from? How'd you find us? <laughs> No, that's just making conversation. I think people are just so unused to it yeah. nowadays. I mean, you'd be surprised how many people are from out of state. They, we have 11 million tourists that come to Corpus every year. Wow. Yeah, that's Also, you know more facts about Corpus than I do. You were telling me earlier. Dude, like, my wow. friend told me to be a tour guide, and I was like, I could never. <laughs> I think you definitely could. But I, I'm like borderline. I swear, I have ADHD, right? And so I'll, I'll like hyper fixate on things, and Corpus was one of those things. Like, I have books, like, I have this really cool one that I just got. It's a centennial book from the 1950s about Corpus. I'm so excited to read it. I want to read this. I'm like, I never even thought about it. I should have books on Corpus Christi in my house. I can totally show you. There are a lot of actually really good books about Corpus. And you'd be surprised how many people have actually been here. And like, we've even had people who were from Corpus become a governor. Like, it just depends on like, I think it was like 1800s. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we, there's a lot of history in Corpus. It's a beautiful place. Yeah, so earlier you were like, have you ever been to Oleander Park? Because there's a, a, what is it, a step monument there? It's a historical marker. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it talks about the conquistadors. Yeah, and she's like, did you know that? And I'm like, no. And I feel like a dummy because it's like, <laughs> that's been there. And I, as a local, I'm all, I don't need to read that. And like, <laughs> yeah, you probably should. But of course you, being like genuinely caring about the city you're in went and looked at it I yeah. think that's so amazing well I also love history so I feel like that plays into it too but For sure. we spend so much time at Oleander Point it's one of our most popular spots so I literally sit there for the two hours I'll normally work on homework or like business stuff or whatever mm -hmm. and so when you got time like that's a spare you might as well read a plaque yes <laughs> I, I'm with you uh so speaking of that because you started the business paint and picnic yes. uh which when I book a picnic it will be at Oleander Park of, of all the spots but you also offer you, people can go to like North Beach by the Lexington they can go to White Beach or Whitecap Beach uh what else did you have on we here? have special location yes, special but that's like for people like let's say you have COVID restrictions like there are people who still can't leave their house because you know they are like extremely immune deficient yep I'll bring it to your house yes I got you <laughs> you yes. know what I mean and sometimes I'll have special locations like we had a group of influencers for um, Christmas. I saw that. Yeah, that was amazing. awesome. Every single one of those girls is amazing. Yes, that was great. Um, but they wanted to do it in front of the HEB Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. And so that was like a location that I added type yeah. of thing. And so, yeah. That was great. Yes. So what was the thought process behind starting this business? Because you already had Becky Bakes. And so what made you decide to, you know, start an, another one? Well, honestly, who pushed me to do it was my husband because we were doing it for ourselves. <laughs> we would go and we would set up a little picnic and we would paint and we would eat and we would just have fun. And we started doing that like in around January and we would always go to Oleander Point. I love Oleander of Point. Of 2020? Yeah, that was in 2020. Yeah. Or no, 2021. Okay. In January 2021. Oh my gosh, I forgot we were in 2022. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know I'm still processing 2020. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Ugh. But yeah, so we started then and um, he looked at me one day and he said, you know, why don't you start a business? And I said, who would want to picnic <laughs> with us, right? And he's like, no, you should do it. And I was like, okay, Steven, like, we'll try it. And um, we actually tried to be on... Um, Airbnb experiences. Yeah. But we were told we weren't original enough. Yeah, that sucked. And I was like, well, you know, if, if even Airbnb experiences, which is like super easy to get into, doesn't want us, who's going to want to do it? Oh, well, it 
You're so, not original enough? Give me a break, Airbnb. I guess, like, what do you like oh maybe they God. had a lot of people doing picnics or something. I have no idea. I know it's a prominent business type venture because who doesn't like picnicking, especially after you've been cooped inside for a year? I mean, I would have to agree, but at the same time, it had never even crossed my mind to have a really pretty picnic set up and be able to paint and have the lunch brought in until I saw what you were doing. Shoot. Well, a lot of what changed us was working with Bien Morete. They are amazing. And the woman who owns that, if you have an interview her you have to she is so cool she is so cool and um i reached out to them and i originally wanted to do chartreuse boards Mm -hmm. but they were like "Eh, you know chartreuse boards are like a snack yeah what about our picnic boxes yeah i'm like a sandwich macrons fruit cup yeah okay let's do it and man their food is so good it's so amazing i swear it ups our picnic like to the next level agreed yeah, I mean, it, so first of all, se- setting it up, it's not as though you're just putting two canvases on easels and, and leaving. I mean, there's a whole setup to it. Yeah, we have a list so that we don't forget anything. And yeah. we bring like Bluetooth speakers and we have like socks and hand sanitizer. And, you know, we put a tarp down and we stake it down and we have weights for the wind. And yeah, it was a whole process learning for sure. And we've upgraded our paints. Like originally we had like cheaper paints. Now we have higher quality acrylic. We are looking into adding maybe watercolor, mm-hmm. 12 people picnics. Like we have plans for the future. Yes. It's just, it's just um, working out all the details. I mean, like you mentioned, I'm still a college student. I'm still a mom. Yes. Like I still, still have other life duties, unfortunately. Exactly. But I definitely have been putting a lot of my time into it for sure. Yeah, that's why I'm like, how in the world do you juggle all this? I mean, because it is a lot. I mean, because you're also here, your parents live with you. Yes. Yeah, and you have your son. Yes. And your husband. Yes. And your school and your two businesses. I mean, it's and We have a dog too. Yeah, and, and you're uh, hanging out with me on yes. a weeknight. For You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you do it? How do you manage to... Well, I want to say that a huge part of it is organization. Another part of it is life experience. And another part of it is being willing to accept the failure along the way. Mm-hmm. Because I am definitely my deepest critic. Mm-hmm. And I always think to myself, I am so young. <laughs> like, I'm sure these people look at me like I'm a little baby. <laughs> and I definitely, like I said, I have my own insecurities like anybody else. Yeah. And so it was definitely one of those things where I was like, can I handle all this? And we constantly ask that. But it all ends up working out because it takes a tribe and I truly have one. Like my parents helped me with business advice. They were in business for 40 years. You know, what, that's husband, an amazing resource. Yes, it is. It is uh, definitely one of those things that comes down to um, like, I would say that I'm grateful for it. You know, mm-hmm. like if I didn't have that experience, it's truly a privilege. Yes. To have had the parents that I had. Oh, that makes me so happy. I, you know, I just it really makes me happy to hear when people have a solid support system like in any capacity but to hear that it's includes their parents I really like like it's just really cool to that's so sweet well sure I have a great luckily a great relationship with my parents yes and my mom she was my 4-H leader she trucked me around to girl scouts and I mean just all sorts of things along the way and you're an only child no, okay. I have two siblings. I have a brother and a sister, but they're 14 and 15 years older than me, and they were both adopted. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm the only biological child, but got I do it. have two siblings. Okay, very cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, just I'm exhausted working my job, having a kid, and and doing this. And you have like three times more things going on in your life. Well, maybe part of it's my ADHD brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I probably always have too many things going, but I don't know. It's it's definitely a blessing and a talent to be able to manage what I manage. And I would say that not everyone can do it because even my husband will look at me some days and he'll be like, girl, you are crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a lot. But I mean, it's also really, you're d- doing things that you love. You wouldn't necessarily stick with something that you weren't enjoying. And oh, I don't know yes, how that would yes, my CNA, CNA stuff. I worked as a CNA and I hated it. I absolutely ah. hated it. And it's because when you're a CNA, and anyone who, who is a CNA will tell you this, it's a very thankless job. You're working a lot of hard hours and people call in, like those those patients still need to be taken care of. And yep. like in my case, I worked in a nursing home and you were either, because I worked in the East Wing, wow. <laughs> which meant that those were for all the people who had um, either severe mental health issues or they were on hospice and dying. 
and so, so challenging oh and just sad like i didn't have it in my heart to watch people die and the po the postpartum care they have cnas do and i don't know if they do this in, in your guys estate but for us like we would even wrap people up and let people know and it's just wow it's heartbreaking because some of those people their families just stick them there and they don't have visitors so when they're gone they're just gone and it's really sad and it yeah. was just a profession that where I'm very thankful other people do it, yes. not for me. I mean, clearly yes. right now I do food and picnics. <laughs> like that's like Disneyland in comparison to like death. That's right? true. You did do like a complete 180. Yes, yes. Well, it's funny because I talked so long about how I wanted to be in the medical field. If you had asked me at 18 what I wanted to be, I would have told you a pediatric oncologist. Really? And I was really adamant about that. Oh but, my gosh, pediatrics. Well, I really wanted to be in it because I felt like there was such a need for pediatrics pediatric oncologist because it's a double specialty degree you have to specialize in peds and oncology mm -hmm. and a lot, not a lot of people do that but there's a huge need for it something like 250,000 kids are diagnosed with cancer every year that's a lot of kids who need help yes and so I was really adamant about it but my time as a CNA and just stepping my foot into healthcare, it's not something that spiritually I can handle yes and for people who do that you are a blessing yes I 100% agree uh, totally admirable anybody who, who can put themselves out there like that. Also admirable that you went through the motions of getting this certification, did it, and realized this isn't for me. Yes, because um, with that job, if you hate it, you're doing your patients a disservice. Yes, because like that's a very important message. Yes, oh my gosh. And like, I understand sometimes you have to pay your bills, right? Like we, we live in 20... 21st century America, it can be expensive. I get that. And a CNA job is a good, a good job and you paid for that degree. But to be that miserable, it's not worth the money. And your patients feel it. Yes. They feel that you're miserable. Yes. I mean, it's just no way to live, right? Like, uh, it's, it's totally cliche, but life is too short. And I, again, I just love that you turned it around. You're like, I tried this, didn't work out. So now I'm going to bake delicious goods. <laughs> yes. And set up beautiful picnics and give people a really amazing experience. Like, yes. I just think it's, you're so good at it. I mean, Aww. so anybody who's not following at Paint and Picnic on Instagram, please follow. The pictures are just absolutely ah, beautiful. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, I mean, the pictures are amazing. Um, all the locales just look great. So like, what's the process? Because there is a booking link in your profile for Paint and Picnic. Yeah, it's really easy. Yeah. You just select the day, select the time, and it'll take you to the next page, which asks you questions like, what type of picnic box do you want? What type of socks do you need? Because you know, a woman's foot versus a little girl's foot are gonna be two different yes. sizes. <laughs> also socks, what a nice touch. Well, it's because maybe this goes back to the part where I'm like ADHD, right? Like. I can't stand my feet when I'm in flip-flops or sandals being on something without socks mm -hmm. on. So I'm mm -hmm. like, how many people are gonna think to bring their socks? We're in South Texas, a lot of people wear sandals. Yes. And um, especially at the beach, like being able to slide that on real fast instead of getting like your nice kicks, nice shoes, all sandy, like yep. that's definitely a plus. Yeah, I, I mean, it, to me, it's just such a nice touch. I saw that y'all can also do balloons. Yes, yes, we do balloons. Um, I would say that balloons are a little hard, though, just because. I would agree. When it gets windy, they pop immediately. And of yeah. course, I always like give people their money back because I feel so horrible. Because normally it's for a birthday, yeah. of course, yeah. right? I'm like, no, don't <laughs> pop. Um, but yeah, so we do do that. And then we also add like extra canvases. Like I said, we're trying to get into I different saw that. medians. Yes. Stuff yeah, like that. I, I think that's a good move. Like, I can really see, well, for instance, the influencer uh, picnic that you did. Like, yes. to me, that makes it really clear this is what we can offer for y'all to have like a small gathering. So, like, yes. whether, you know, it's for like a bachelorette party or whatever, I think can be really fun. Like, yeah. it, it looks like super yeah, fun. Yeah, I mean, we have had those type of things. We've had a lot of little girl birthday parties, we've even set up at sleepovers. Um, oh, I never thought about that. Yeah, because we, we're willing to set up in people's houses. Yes. So yeah, like we'll just end up setting up. We need roughly the space of like a king size bed. So mm -hmm. like even in smaller apartments, it's doable. Yeah. Well, and so also people can choose a color palette. Like yes. you have a selection of color palettes. Yeah, absolutely. And we don't charge extra for any of that. And you can pick like what your sign says and stuff like that too. And we did that because I feel like 
we live in South Texas again, right? Mm -hmm. Honky tonk countrymen don't want to sit at a pink picnic. Yes. So we get a lot of requests for blue and red. And um, I love the Western set. We've only ever had one girl do it. Really? Yes. We'll ask influencers to come out and try our picnic. I don't require anything. A lot of businesses will say, I need X amount of posts or whatever. No. If you like it, post about it. If you don't, that's fine. I, I really that's just the want your, way to your go about well, it. I want the feedback is mainly what I want because I would hate for someone to do the picnic and like, not like it. And that is something I do get nervous about. Every time I do a picnic, I'm like, they're going to hate it. They're not oh going to like God, it. Really? Why? I am so nervous because I'm just like, I just think to myself, like, what if they have a bad time? Like, what if they spill paint on themselves? That is like, what so if they don't like interesting. Me? That yeah, is I get so, so nervous about picnics all the time because there are lots of people who do beautiful picnics in Corpus. So I just get so nervous. That is very, very interesting to me because, like, you're literally just setting them up for the experience and then it's up to them to have the experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess that's true. I just, I'm always worried about it because, like, I feel like. I feel like I'm not doing so much for them, right? I'm not sitting there the whole time able to evaluate if they're having a good time. Yeah. But luckily, not a single person has ever told me they had a bad time. Who would? Ever. That's what I'm trying to say. I mean, you're literally setting it up. I mean, it's just so beautiful with the pillows and the blanket and the table. Yeah, that's and fun. I love putting those together. Yeah, I mean, and you have an eye for it, too. That's oh, the other thing. You. I mean, it just looks like I want to do this. Well, when I did Columbia Basin Student Homes, they had me pick out all the tile, all the backsplash, all the paint, all that really? stuff because it was student led yeah and so i did a lot of the interior design work on both fieldstone one and fieldstone two of the columbia basin student home project and so yes i've always had a knack for design i was offered an internship but i was 16 my mom would not let me take it in portland <laughs> portland oregon downtown she was like honey when i lived there in the 70s burnside wasn't safe you are not going down there at 16. Wow. she like put her foot down yeah and I she mean, hated me six, because 16's young I, yeah i, do agree I with mean that. she just hated it because i was that kid who would sneak away and I would put homeless bags together and I'd give it to the homeless, which is incredibly wow. dangerous. And she hated me for it, but I loved it because I've always <laughs> had a heart for homeless people. I know that sounds crazy, but no, it I just always have. Well, something that I've recognized in our conversation is that you see where there is a need and then you act on it. Yeah. So homeless population needs resources. You take care of it. 250,000 kids are diagnosed with cancer every year how can i help yeah. you know like that that seems to be your mindset yeah and uh frankly we need more people who think that way you know instead of saying well that's not my problem yeah i feel that yeah i feel that well i guess it d truly stems from a love of like truly loving people yeah um and i've always been like that like my <laughs> like i said my mom like <laughs> she would always tell me she'd be like you don't know why they're homeless you need to be careful. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. Maybe they have a mental health crisis. Maybe they're on drugs. Maybe this, maybe that. She was always so concerned about it. And in my little hometown, we had a homeless shelter. Mm -hmm. A little itty bitty one, right? And a lot of the times under the Umatilla Bridge, we would get homeless people. And my parents' dental office was less than a block away. Oh, wow. And so I would go and I would give them like a sandwich or like something to eat. And I would talk with them. And my mom hated it because she's like that is so dangerous but i couldn't stop because I, it's like if i was them i would want someone to talk to me yes, right and yes. i was a little kid so i was so innocent and as an adult i'm like <laughs> yes. that is actually scary especially with how young i was yes. but i would definitely say it's opened my doors and here in corpus there are a lot of really cool homeless shelters too i don't know if you've heard about like the purple door is a big one for sure and yeah so there's a lot of really cool homeless aids here too yes yeah and i definitely think that there's also a community of individuals that really care about looking after them yeah um, dsa being one of them uh, so I can see your perspective for wanting to look out for the, you know, those individuals who were without homes and then also your mom's perspective yeah. being a parent, you know what I mean? You want to um, keep your kids safe for, for sure. sure. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, you know, I know these people need help, but also my 16 year old daughter, you need to get over here. Yes. Like I, I can, I can absolutely see that. Uh, but I feel like someone like you and your outlook and your love for people is just so refreshing. I just oh, love you. I, yes. Like, like I said, I don't feel very amazing. I just kind of live my life and do whatever Becky does. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it works out or sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's something that you had mentioned earlier, right? Is that you have to, you know, take the failures with the successes. Yes, you know what I mean? And, absolutely. Uh, 
you just seem to have like an excellent perspective when it comes to all of it. Um, because in addition to your, you know, the paint and picnic, which guys, like I said, the picnics look amazing. You get uh, food from Bien Marite. Uh, so check that out. Book one. Um, it just looks incredible. I'm planning on doing one soon. And um, but also you said that you are doing kind of like a blog thing involving yes. roller skating. So actually, when we're done with this, me and my husband go to two dollar or $4 skate night at Skateland. <laughs> Okay, well, we'll be wrapping it up soon. Yeah, don't worry. I think they go till nine or ten. And okay. if we miss, we literally go like three days a week. So okay, don't cool, even cool, feel cool. bad. No, for we'll us. we'll wrap it up soon. But um, yeah, I do. I do, I do my little fitness blog. I just start or my little uh, roller skating blog. I just started it, and I mainly started it for myself to say like anyone can skate, and that's because. First time I went roller skating, and my mom will tell this story over and over again until I die, probably. <laughs> um, the first time I went roller skating was for a Girl Scout activity. And she dropped me off, and before she could even make it home, the leader was calling her to pick me up because I had fallen so many times. I said, and I quote, if God wanted me to roller skate, he would have put them on my feet from birth <laughs> at six years old. And my mom was floored by that statement. And it's so funny because as an adult, I love it. Mm -hmm. And it's because it's not something that necessarily comes naturally, especially with like, I don't have good balance, mm -hmm. but it's something that you work at and you can see gains from it. And yes. that's incredibly satisfying. Absolutely. Well, and for you to say that, because I think there's also kind of a culture nowadays where people, you see memes about it, where people People try something that they're not immediately good at and they're like forget it I'm like yeah, i'm not gonna do it it is like that what's a i think the quote something like you have to be willing to be mediocre at something if you're gonna be good at it yes. that's totally true yes so why skating like what is it about it that you enjoy so much well honestly i probably watched one too many that 70s show episodes with donna and <laughs> yes. them skating around she looks so good well, my mom skates. she went to high school in the 70s mm -hmm. and so like for her like she even still has a lot of her 70s aesthetic going on and so when i see roller disco i'm just like that has to be me one day yes i mean now i can barely scoot across <laughs> So I'm not there yet, yeah. but hopefully one day, because I just think it looks so graceful on wheels. It's like you're gliding. Yes. I mean, you, there's a, I've seen quite a few, I guess, TikToks or reels where people are literally, I mean, like you said, it is like they are dancing, just yes. like flowing. It's incredible. And uh, it's funny that you bring up skating because I used to love to skate when I was younger. Haven't thought about it in forever. Just recently it popped back up in my head. And I'm like, how would an adult even go about skating is it not as complicated as am i making it well to be honest i'm really bad at it but i love it anyways mm -hmm. and i would say it's one of those things that's a learning curve but the skate land has a beginner area and i think some of the older people take pity on me because they constantly <laughs> give me tips. They're like, um, if you do this and you do that, like you're going to be good. Yeah. And then I purchased my own pair of roller skates. Okay, I was going to ask, where did you get them? Um, mine are from Cosmic Skates, which is a New York state company, but I highly recommend getting Impalas. I found out Impalas are like, the apparently best ones are moxies or whatever if you okay. follow like you said the tick the TikTok people they'll tell you which ones are better but okay. they just recommend that because they're not as heavy the ones i have right now are metal and oh, so they're meant for tricks wow. but because of that they're super heavy and so yeah. pushing yourself around for an hour or two gets pretty exhausting do they not have skates for you to rent over there oh they totally do okay, it's you just, just yours. yeah well not just that but i can practice at home with my own skates True. i can't leave with their skates i'm True. sure they wouldn't appreciate that that's a good point <laughs> so what's the name of the page that you have that's dedicated to like you and your roller skate. Oh, it's plus size roller skate queen. And I'm on TikTok and Instagram and it's just for fun. I think I have like maybe 30 people on there. Yeah. And mainly it's just like if I can learn to skate, the girl who said, heck no, anyone can learn to skate. And it's so satisfying once you get started. Yes, that makes me really happy. Well, and honestly, it's encouraging to me because I, I literally told my husband probably like a month or so ago, I wouldn't mind getting back into skating, you know? And when you say skates, it's like the quads, right? Yeah. Like the four wheels. Yeah, skates. yeah, exactly. Not inlines. Yeah. yeah. 
just regular quads and i would say do it because i feel like i'm not good enough yet but i feel like going down ocean drive and skates would be so beautiful just For skating sure. along and like looking at the beautiful marina like i can just yes. picture it in my head not good enough yet <laughs> but i'll get there oh i without a doubt i mean anything you put your mind to you achieve like <laughs> it, it, it's incredible uh so what advice would you give people who are maybe considering starting a business and you know maybe they're somewhere new maybe they're new to corpus do not let finances self-doubt or anything stop you when i started paint and picnic i used the paints from my grandmother i used the table i already had i used the tarp i already had i used boxes of decor that i already had and I just started it from nothing and you just grow and you learn and you grow. And at one point it's, it's funny because I thought about giving up paint and picnic when we were at about 500 followers. I was like, man, like there are so many other people that could be doing this better than me. What do I bring that is important? And I'm so glad that I didn't stop because yes. I've done so many birthdays and so many anniversaries and so many people who have been like, yes, thank you for bringing this to Corpus. Yes. And they've been so happy about it. I'm like, now I could never give it up because I know there are people like, it's cute because there was this girl who was our first ever paid picnic. And I was like, ah, yes, she rebooked for Valentine's Day. And I was like, yay, that's, that's so major. Exciting. Yes. I mean, that's huge. I mean, a repeat customer. Come yeah. on. Well, I mean, she was all the way back when we had our own personal charcuterie boards we were doing ourselves like way before we paired with Bien Morete. So, yeah. But I mean, that pairing alone to me is is pretty big yeah like, that's i mean that just goes to show michelle has a great faith in your business you know what i mean that she's yeah. pairing with you i think it was actually i don't know if you've met kennedy more yes she's, yeah she's a model amazing girl right yes um I actually talked to her first. She's nice. the marketing manager. And yes. I just said, you know, I feel like you'd really match our aesthetic and this is what we have. And she said, yes. And let me give you pointers. And she took pictures for us. And they're always so good about posting us. And we post them. And we really just feed off of the collaboration with each other. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's it's a match made in heaven. I yeah, mean, it, it really it's, is. it's a win-win. Uh, also, I really like that you touched on the fact that people really shouldn't let finances prevent them from doing what they want to do because that's a big deterrent yeah absolutely because i feel like people think i have to have the best of the best i have to spend thousands of dollars i have to have all these startup fees not not in the state of texas like yeah. there no one's gonna fine you for starting your own business here it's so small business friendly here mm -hmm. like i would say just do it like you never know where it's gonna lead you i never thought we'd be where we are now with the type of exposure we are now i mean sometimes i'm like double check your spelling because that's a lot of eyeballs <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yes oh the dreaded typo uh Rebecca, thank you so much for spending time with me this evening. I know how busy you are, how much you have going on with Becky Bakes, Paint and Picnic, your, your kiddos, your family, um, kid and family <laughs> uh, skating. Uh, I just think it's incredible that you're here and that you chose to start a business here, two businesses here. Um, I'm just so grateful for you and all that you do. And uh, I can't wait to see your business continue to thrive. Aww. Well, thank you so much for having me. Like I said, I am incredibly grateful for the opportunity. Thank you.